0: one. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talk with Jordan. Um, my guest today is Noah Schechter, a very, very, uh, very special person and a colleague that I've met uh, and had to have had the pleasure of working with, um, even uh, in our short understanding of each other and short working together. Um, and she is a very, very talented mentor, um, executive mentor, and general coach and business coach for people who need help in their directing of their of their business activities, of their own activities, of their clients' activities, of their employees, and basically an all-around uh, good person to have if you need help in your business. Um, Noah, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit more uh, succinctly and and precisely, maybe better than I can do? Um, <laughs> You did such a great job. I don't want to ruin it, but no,
1: I, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I help companies and, uh, business owners actually help them with clarity, communication and connection. For me, this, uh, uh the top C's that you can bring it either to your personal life or you can bring the same thing. You can bring it into your business. Amazing. And amazing. For having me today.
0: For sure. Uh-huh. For sure. For sure. And you're, where are you located?
1: Uh, Los Angeles, California. <laughs>
0: amazing, amazing. So you made the move from Israel to California?
1: Yes, yeah Very
0: Israeli of you, right?
1: Right. I kind of like it here.
0: Kind of, <laughs> I kind of it. a bit. <laughs> now, do you work mainly with American clients or with Israeli clients or a mix?
1: Uh, mostly Americans, mostly Americans, are Also, uh, uh, I lately, okay, as you know, I'm starting to work more and more with Israelis, but uh, I think until a few months ago, it was mostly, I would say 90% Americans. Now I'm starting to work more with uh, Israelis.
0: Right, right, for sure, for sure. And let me ask you, do you find there to be a really unique difference between how Americans and Israelis <laughs> think about goals and and business coaches and business mentoring?
1: Uh, kind of, yes, <laughs> a lot, yes. So uh, with Americans, I got to be a little bit more careful with the way I articulate the words, the way I talk to them, the way I push them. Uh, I got you know, there is a way to push an American uh, versus to push an Israelis. I mean, Israelis, um, they kind of used to that style, but it's funny because for an American, even though I'm very careful, I'm very pushy. So they said, and they like it. They, and I tell them, if you want someone that tells you you're amazing 24 hours, don't hire me. I'm not the right one for you. I like to be transparent, tell you where's the problem, how we can move forward. For an Israeli, I'm just another Israeli, you know? Right, I'm right. I'm more Americanized. <laughs> <But then
0: I'll... laughs> there you go. Yeah. Maybe a little more. So you have a little bit more politeness, a little bit more manners. You can oh, wait yeah. in the line. I got Definitely. you. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So, I mean, I want to kind of, you know, jump right into it with you then and sure. kind of go into this whole idea that you were bringing up of the three C's that you kind of use. Um, sure. Could you explain a little bit more about that?
1: About my C's, yes. So you see it, you're an entrepreneur. I know you work with a lot of entrepreneurs. So I see many companies and and business owners, they jump into the business. And I said, so what's your goals? Why why are you doing what you're doing? What is your directions?" And not always they have it. Sometimes they're like, "Uh, uh, I don't know. This is all I know. I think it's right. So there's no clarity about directions or what is your vision for the next few years? I usually, when I work with companies, I say, what is the company vision? They're like, "Uh, we wrote it a few years ago. And I was like, wait, you changed it. Like I'm talking to you, it's not the same as few years ago. We need to go back to your vision. It's live, it's not something that I write and I carry it for the rest of my life. So that's number one. Communication. Whether you communicate with yourself, like you need to know who are you before you're talking to others, tell others what to do. So Mm -hmm. know your strengths, you know your weaknesses. That's number one. And now when you're working with a team, uh, uh, one of the uh, challenges that I I have when I'm working with CEOs and executives, they're like, they want their team to be like that. Right. So, or business partner. I was like, wait a minute, let's see what his strengths, one Let's say one person, John, what's your strengths? What's your weaknesses? And we talk to Benny, Benny, what's your weaknesses? What's your strengths? And now we're creating a bridge of communication, either between the executive, the employees, the leaders, or the same skills. I always like to say, take it home, take it home to your family, take it home to your wife. So these
0: are the three C's. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And so when you also say this whole idea of kind of the, dev- the, uh, the evolution of the vision, right? When you're kind of talking to these business owners about that. So what, do, do they have a lot of kind of resistance to the idea of a changing vision? Because I feel that that's something initially that is very challenging for people to kind of accept as like, okay, I had a vision and now it's changing. You know what I mean? Or
1: No, they don't have a vision. Uh, oh, they don't and, have it in
0: general, you mean?
1: Well, sometimes they don't have it. Sometimes they do. And we tell them, you know, you can, let's go back uh, to the table. Let's go and, and, and see if this vision really uh, uh, its who you are today and where you're, di- the direction that you're going today. And now they're open to that. That's, that's not the problem, usually, to tell them to work back on their vision.
0: Okay. What then? Typically, let's say is like the problem that you notice with people when they're kind of trying to go through these three C's with you.
1: Uh, the process. The, the process. process
0: Could you explain that a little more? Ah, changing uh, your habits. Okay.
1: Changing the habits. Uh, I can. I can. One things that I noticed that is uh, typical for what a lot of companies, at least here, and even when, with Americans that I'm surprised. Um, how to run meetings. This is the one thing we help them. It's like how to run the meetings, that the meeting is going to be more effective. Like I talked today to one of my clients and I talked to one department, this is the uh, department, what is it? Not uh, 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 uh not kind of receivable that was, uh, 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 he is like the sales manager, right? And I said, how often do you guys have meetings? in oh, customer service, and I said, so how do you how often do you have meetings? I was like, mm, We don't. So, what do you mean we don't? Well, if there's a problem, I go to my uh, to the uh, COO. I said, Okay, I go to the CEOs and COO. Okay, okay, how often do you guys just you two meet? Well, I just knock on the door and I ask him questions. So, that's and almost every company when I come to this, how often do you have meetings? It's usually ineffective meetings for most of them
0: and how do you determine an effective meeting
1: um okay one of the companies i used to work i'm still working uh they used to have a meeting once every six weeks or two months and i said well, how come and i'm talking about a company with 100 employees 120
0: sure. to right very and important the, for them to have meetings yes
1: we'll, we'll go into the room into the uh, uh conference room we have a meeting for an hour and a half we leave the meeting and nothing happened We couldn't come up with any kind of result, outcome. What to do? So for me, and that's why they stopped doing the meeting. So I had to bring them back to the meeting and show them the steps how to run an effective meeting.
0: Okay, interesting. But how do you? What I'm asking is, how do you define an effective meeting? You know, how do you define that within your parameters as a as a business coach?
1: Okay, x amount of time. Okay, every week same time right there's an agenda and there is an outcome and you follow up on the outcome
0: and if you don't get to the outcome
1: and and the following week you meet again you are first you check what what uh, uh, last week this is what we decide we're gonna do you check that first and then you continue with what is the agenda of today what is if they are also an effective meeting is as you know Israelis. They like to cut each other off, like uh-huh. no one can finish a sentence. Right. <laughs> the one thing, the way we show them how to run the meeting, the person is talking, he's done, goes to the next person, third, fourth, you're done. So when people know that they have only one or two minutes to speak, they have to be very, they have to think about what they're going to say. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They Arguing and they have to be very focused.
0: Right. It helps focus everyone into the, to the goal at hand. Now, what happens if they don't reach the outcome of that meeting? Is that an ineffective meeting?
1: What do you mean? Tell me more about that. As in
0: question. if they don't accomplish the goal, let's say, or they get to the goal, but only partially, or it takes longer than they think, you know, is that considered an ineffective meeting or is it just kind of like you have to be flexible?
1: No, no, you have to be flexible. Still effective meetings. So we, we tell them usually you want to do a, a good meeting. First of all, you cannot take care of every problem in the company at that meeting. Sure. You choose two, three uh, goals to that meeting. If there's more time, then you continue. You, you add more goals to that, okay? But then the team together, let's say you bring a list of 10 things that you wanna cover that day, the team together will say, okay, we think that these top three are the most important ones. You cover these top three, you move on. And if not, you can continue via email, you can decide that by next week, this is something we're going to continue.
0: Right, okay, very interesting, very interesting. So there's kind of like a lot of different ways to measure the effectiveness of a meeting. Right. Now, when you're also bringing kind of all these people together in a, in a company, in a team, in an organization, whoever it is that you're mentoring, right? What right. is the most important thing for you when coming into kind of these new organizations and trying to you know guide them in, in fixing operations, the whole business, people, relationships, you know, HR, what do you do?
1: I always start with an assessment, questionnaires. Um, Something else I like to do, I will come to the place itself and I will walk around and talk to people. So just uh, talking to the CEOs and going to the CEO's office and sit with them, doesn't happen. I like to come assess, feel the place for myself. And then there's, I'll sit with the executive, I sit with the employees, there's an assessment for each one of them. Uh, And then I have, I'm using DISC assessment also. Could you explain the
0: DISC assessment too? I know you've showed it to me before. I would love to know a little bit more about that as well. How do you you kind of start your whole process with this DISC assessment?
1: Um, You do the DISC assessment to understand the strengths and weaknesses of that person. Uh, you are, you also identify uh, what is um, your why and how. You start with how do you do what you do and why do you do what you do so you get the value of also of the people. But sure. then also we can add all of it under one circle and now you have the DNA of the company. How sure. is the company your function? So it, it helps so much. Like uh, um, one example, I have one company. The two owners of the company—one is a CEO, one is a COO—they are not getting along because even though they like each other, but in the business they weren't getting along. Understanding each other um, communication style now helped them to start understand each other and communicating better with each other.
0: And goes back to the three C's that you mentioned before. Yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing.
1: amazing. <laughs> Yes.
0: Amazing. Amazing. That's really interesting. i kind of like the three C's of NOAA, right? Kind of go into this disk assessment and then back. It's kind of this like positive feedback loop, right? Um, what's also very interesting to me is it sounds like when you go in to these companies, you kind of do an on the ground assessment, but it's kind of like you get feedback, right? And I think that's something that's very often overlooked, especially in the startup culture, is understanding how your employees are doing, right? and actually understanding what's going on within your system. Because sometimes your system isn't necessarily broken, but your, you know, your employees are broken, or your employees don't like the situation, or someone specific within the organization doesn't like something going on, right? And so I sometimes feel that like that's overlooked. Do you find when you work with, let's say, startups specifically, high-tech companies, that there's kind of like uh, this kind of disconnect from this kind of feedback loop that you've described?
1: Yes and no. Sometimes, um, um, maybe the younger startups, they they like to, there's this kumbaya, let's talk, let's help each other, but then they don't have the strategy, okay? It's usually you see people that have strengths in one area, okay, but what right. about the EQ, right? Right. Uh, what about uh, the process? Sometimes they skip, they skip process uh so that's these people skills right can help them a lot to grow uh or or make things right um also uh i i believe in transparency um you see it in more mature companies that when you get to corporate america like the, the the employees don't feel comfortable sharing like today i was sitting with one company and, and the, one of the managers had a wonderful idea and I'm sharing with him and I say what's your KPI KPI and how do you share it with the C, CEO? And I said, well, I used to share it with him but I noticed that he doesn't ask me anymore for that so I stopped doing it and I was like, no, let's bring it back, this is so important. Uh, the reason I'm saying it, and, and when I asked the employees, hey, tell me more, what do you need? And it's funny, they said, well, we used to have fun Fridays. I said, okay, I'm bringing it back once a month, fun Fridays. Like, right. um, it's, Sometimes it's bagel and cream cheese. But the, the environment, okay, makes the employees come to the place and be happy. So sometimes they'll stick, like one of the companies I work with, they're, they're under some financial difficulties right now, but the employees stays because they believe in the owner the company Uh they they say we're not going to leave you because we like you interesting so i i believe that in transparency like how many companies you know when you talk about the vision of the company right where are we heading how did we do last year how are we doing this month they don't share it with the employees they need to know from top to bottom
0: Right, right. Because
1: part, hard. Like when you work, if you think about it, when you work somewhere, this is like your second family. Right. You spend 10, 12, sometimes more hours in that place. You spend more time talking to your colleagues than you're talking to your wife or you're talking right. to the family or your friends. So that's why I said bring that environment, feel that you are part of something than just sitting next to a desk. This was like 40, 50 years ago. Right. We, we don't live this kind of lifestyle anymore, also in the, in the workplace.
0: Right, right. It's kind of like this responsible, like workplace type environment, right? Like they've been talking a lot about it. I think like they've said a lot that like, you know, millennials, gen- generation Z have kind of really pushed this type of thing because many people like in my generation, for example, we don't want to just work for someone. You know, we want to feel like we're getting realized, that we're feeling like our potential is coming someplace, that we're growing, that there's this thing. So I think what you say is very real. Now, you know, for people who, let's say, can't afford a Noah Schefter or can't afford, you know, kind of business coaching, how would you kind of suggest that they could go about, you know, starting to implement certain practices in their own organizations that can help with efficiency, that can help with, you know, uh, employee culture, whatever it is. But, you know, if they're seeing kind of an issue, what is kind of like the, you know, the catch-all type of solution? I know that it's probably very, very wrong for your for your type of industry, but what's like, a, you know, something that they can start doing to maybe start feeling out what's going on?
1: I'll be very transparent with you. Um, Thank you. The, <laughs> actually, believe it or not, when the COVID started, I started a free platform called Transition 10X. Okay. And I stopped because... I, a lot of things that I charge, I was coaching. I, I did it for free. It was a platform that business owner can come for free. At some point, I felt I have to beg them. Like I had to call them all the time and say, hey, this week I'm going to talk about this. You need it. So that's why I stopped. So, yes, I understand what you're saying about um you know, what kind of free material I can get? Yes, there's a lot of free material out there. There's a lot of coaches that give you things just for minimum. There's books, there's webinars, seminars. I mean, uh, if you look at my desk, look, there's always a motivation book, uh, my own books. Uh, There's always Jim Quick book about uh, limitless, how to train your brain to be limitless. Educate yourself. Uh, have, uh, uh, go online and check which courses are free because there's a lot of them are free. Uh, and sometimes they, I don't say, oh, no one can afford NOAA because I do classes. That's why I do masterclass. I do the masterclass so then more and more people can come to the classes and they get almost the same. I, I share the same materials that I share with my one-on-one clients. So do do your own homework.
0: So kind of find what, so if you find that there's an issue basically in your organization or with your people, like you kind of need to start finding out the resources yourself, whether it's reading a book, whether it's getting on with other coaches, even getting consultations. Now, is there some type of practice that you would suggest is kind of good to also start implementing, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, agendas at meetings or, you know, whatever, but is there kind of like a catch-all? I mean, to me, it sounds like very much like what you did is great, right? It's kind of this whole idea of going into the ground, right? Talking to the people on the ground and getting their feedback, right? Which is very kind of startupy in that sense, right? You get your POC, you go talk to the people, see if it works, come back, make it better, right? So it kind of seems like that. Now, is there some type of you know, thing I could start implementing in my organization today?
1: Uh, yes. <laughs> you can create an assessment, okay? Uh, your own assessment, send it to your people and ask them question ask them questions, get their own feedback okay if your organization is too small um, you create it if you have an HR work with the HR and send it that can be anonymous too okay and then use it and then ask them questions like how do you feel about the, the workloads? I mean what else do you need we what do you think we need to add to the company uh, what we, why are you here you wanna know why your employees are here and give them options. I like the salary, I like the people, I like my job. I like... Ask questions so now you get a better picture. What is it that you have? I always say, you first realize what you have. Which people do you have, what's their talent? Ask people, but what's their talent like? I just helped to hire one of the companies I work with. I help them in the hiring process. Uh, and the guy that they hire for a pharmaceutical company his hobby is to create videotape, okay, videos, like promotional. And I look at the CEO and say, yay, we don't need to pay anyone to do a video for the company. Right. You know, sometimes people have other, people have other life. Besides right. So they may want, like uh, uh, Christmas is coming here, okay. So right. I one of the guys that likes to do trivia and he's going to be creating the game for for christmas uh for the christmas party so see who is in front of you and ask for their talent maybe they can help you in a way you don't even know
0: i got you interesting now let's talk about this right you know 2021 is coming around 2020 has been a very hard year right um you know for everyone i mean no one can say i think even if people say this isn't the worst year whatever it's been a hard year for everyone right Now, 2021 is coming around. People have different goals maybe for this upcoming year. Um, You know, how do you suggest, you know, going about setting your goals with all that you set in mind? Um, And I even remember you saying something about that you even have potentially like a class that you're offering specifically for this, correct? So um, could you just share us a little bit about, you know, 2021 goal setting?
1: Thank you. Yes, of course. subject that is very close to my heart for sure
0: uh,
1: i've been doing uh workshop seminars for the last few years on goal setting and the reason and you and i start talking about it uh when you move from 2020 to 2021 it's a transition and we talked about it like people feel oh 2020 is almost over like this is december at least here in america i can tell you there's a feeling like okay holidays are here goodbye since uh to new year to to the beginning of 2021 i actually with my clients this is the best time to start the foundation okay for 2021 i how to end the year strong that's the thing. So don't feel like, okay, this is almost the end, so I'm going to lay back. No, you got to push even if that's where you're pushing, push a little bit more. That's number one. Um, number two, I know 2020 was difficult because you know why it's difficult? Because we've been stretched. We've been stretched right. and uncomfortable to will, to live in a world that we're not familiar with we've been stretched to change our habits. Like for me at the beginning to put masks, I was like, I was, I was that, the defined child. I was like, I'm not gonna put a mask, okay? Right, right. I had to change my mindset, the behavior. Uh, uh, there's a lot of changes for all of us. So right. I'm not talking financially. It's just the mindset that we've been stretched on our emotions, uh, scarcity, um, Uncertainty, all the things that we are thrived to have, right, changing right. rapidly. The habit, we don't know what's Like I know what's going to happen with me today, but I don't know t- tomorrow. It's like a, I'm supposed to fly to Israel in two weeks, right? And I was like, "Are you going?" For now, yes. <laughs> right, I don't know right. they like, but even that mindset. So this is what I'm doing, but it may be changing. I don't know. So when you setting your goals for 2021. First of all, don't even go to 2021. Reassess 2020. Okay. How did you do? What was, what went well? Project that you started and you finished. Project that you're still in the middle. Project that you think about doing, but you didn't. Right. And now transitioning to 2021. Okay. Wait a minute. What did I do in 2020 that I like and I think I should continue? Uh
0: huh. Uh huh. That, that makes sense. Right.
1: Uh, what did I do that I'm in the middle, but I may drop it because during the COVID, I shouldn't continue. I need to stop. And then things that last year I said, I'm going to start. I haven't. I think now it's the right time. One thing I want to mention when 20, when the COVID hit, I noticed that a lot of companies forgot to go to the boardroom, individual business owner and say, wait, life is changing we need to change our goals we need to adjust our goals many people didn't do it individually i haven't seen also companies not adjusting the goal because they had to go back to the beginning of 2020 and say okay this is what i designed for this year it's not working i gotta change something else that when you're planning your goal that companies forget or usually when i work with individual Think about obstacles. Think about the worst case scenario. Gotcha. So what am I going to do for the worst case scenario? And give yourself a few scenarios. So if that happened, you're prepared.
0: So that you, then you know at least ahead of time how you're going to react.
1: Right. And, and then the react, okay, now you're not reacting, you're responding to the situation. Right,
0: right. Because you've already had the plan in mind. And I like that a lot. That's a good idea. I mean, I, I think that's something that also everyone can definitely take away for for uh, from this type of year, that's for sure. Um, so now, you know, kind of we're, we're coming towards the end of the podcast. So you know, I wanted you to just kind of take a second, if you would like. What you did mention that you are offering a class on this, correct? If people want to, yes. to join, okay. What what's the details about that?
1: Um, it's only one month of like uh, two hours, uh, four meetings, two hours that is going to be like a class. And the following week is going to be every Tuesday for the between the months of like uh, the end of uh, December to the end of uh, 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 the end of January. The reason I did it this way because the end of December people starting to think about goals. Sure. But then, as I shared with you, by usually by January 12th, and there is a research about it. Most people, more than 80% of the people, stop stop achieving or working on their goals sure. so why i said we need a month so you have two hours workshop one hour q a the following week mastermind two hours class q a and then every person get one-on-one with me working on the goals beside the accountability this is something else how many people uh, writing the goals and find accountability partner to help them sure. and, uh, uh, help them with the achievement of the goal. This is it for the months of, uh, I'm going to be in Israel actually in that time, but it doesn't matter. We're doing all of it in Zoom. Um, the class is going to be in Hebrew, of course, but if people need help in English, I have the whole material, the class, I have everything in English as well. So I can run it in both uh, both
0: languages. So Awesome. And they can find this course on your website?
1: Uh, no, I didn't put it on website. I have a link to it. So it's on uh, Eventbrite. It's uh, and I can share it with you. You can share it with the, on your website, people that are going to listen to uh, the podcast.
0: Please do. We'll add that to the description. No, it's been great talking with you and thank you for being a guest. And I think 2021, it'll definitely be more interesting with your Uh, top C's, the disc, and the goal-setting trends in mind. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so
0: much.